You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. I am joined here today by Thibaut Chatel, our Swiss hockey expert working for NL Ice Data. That's National League Ice Data. Are you still on uh, Magnus Corsi or is that just, you know, gone, Thibaut? Uh, <laughs> I passed it. Thanks for having me mm. again. Um, Magnus Corsi is like dormant <laughs> and has been for a couple of years. Like we... <laughs> I still provide some like game probabilities numbers and players projections to one French media. Um, but that's that's it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. we're, we're like in providers, number providers, but no more tracking, no more tweeting, no more anything. That's how we met ages, ages ago, Thibaut. And I'm super happy to call you a friend. And and uh, in those Christmas times, it's good to see your faces as well and, and yeah, make sure you. you're, you're alive. We're here, obviously. It's the Swiss League. It's the Swiss expert. We had you on five months ago with the draft, hearing about Ryan Barker and what you thought about him. Just in general terms, before we go into to maybe, you know, a little bit more nuances but but in general terms what do you think of Ryan Bakker's season so far it, it's a, it's a tricky thing because he's a completely different player he's grown so much physically over the summer he's just not the same person as before he's not the same person as, as last year so you can feel he has a lot of catch-up to do on his skating um, responsiveness explosivity um, in reading reading plays and like ending of the rush etc due to his new size and weight and you know just adapting i guess his 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 stick is longer than before as well you know a lot of Mm seem like that and on top of that he was injured pretty early on he was over here in montreal for the summer so he he caught up with his clothing team in switzerland late he came into season had already started i mean it's a whole bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. on top of that it's a snowball rolling down yeah yeah yeah. And, and, and and so Cloden had a new coach this summer because previous coach um, stepped down for uh, health reasons, personal reason. There was nothing wrong with him. But the new coach that is already gone, Terry Fleming, had him defending on the man-on-man basis in his defensive zone, which is an absolute nightmare on big ice in Europe. Mm-hmm. And you can feel that as an 18 years old, Heinbacher was completely lost in that defensive system. Like you, you can you can imagine like the other team is entering the zone and a guy comes at Heinbacher and Ramirez is going to follow the guy maybe up to the offensive blue line up in his zone. And then like the forward passes the puck and Heinbacher is like, what am I doing now? I'm mm-hmm. at the offensive blue line. I'm supposed to be in front of my own net. <laughs> should I go back to my own net? But there is a teammate there now. So should I mean, it's yeah. lost. So they changed coach. They had a handful of games with a new coach already. You can feel the system is evolving a bit. And the last 
couple of games were much more promising for Heinbacher. So uh, can't wait to see what's happening in the next month or two. Interesting. And, and we have to address something as well, because uh, during the summer, the Swiss League or, or National League... Uh, Please call it National League, because the Swiss yeah. League is the second level. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had to correct myself. and and But they took a, a step forward and allowed uh, six foreign licenses into every team rather than the four that was before. So the competition of this of, of, of the National League has also been a step up. That was the year before, actually. Was that year before? So okay. I stand Heinbach- corrected. <laughs> La- last season, mm-hmm. Heinbacher was already facing six import players. Um, but also KHL has gone that and- year and where players are out of the KHL because contract has left and, and they are starting to come into the SHL, the Liga, Liga and obviously National League and, and even, you know, Czech League uh, to, to a certain degree. So the quality of play in, in, in National League and, and SHL especially has really taken a step up. Yes, no, absolutely. The, the Switzerland is really the uh, most developing league in Europe right now. I guess they have the, the, the biggest salaries in Europe right now with the KHL gone. Um, there is no public number, so we, we don't actually know. But it seems logical. And you can just see that Switzerland has been able to attract like the best players from hmm. Sweden and Finland as well each and every year. Like it's, It becomes easy for Swiss team to go grab the MVP from the Swedish SHL and the MVP for the Finnish Liga and just bring them over. Especially if they're foreign. If they're Finnish and Swedish, there might yeah. be some hesitancy. But but if they're foreign, they're gone. But just there's like so many Swedes and, yeah. and Finns players in Switzerland right now. Like guys that were in the KHL mm-hmm. before it collapsed, like former NHL, Marcus Kranlund, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Wartikainen, yeah. Linus Omark, and he's, he's gone back to Sweden now. But all those guys, a lot of netminders as well, mm-hmm. they just came to Switzerland. Indeed, and and that impacts obviously the the model and and the expectations maybe of Reinbacher. But it's important for Montreal fans to to understand this. We can't stress it enough. I think I stress it in each and every article I write, and I stress it on most podcasts. But the Swiss league is, I still rank it a little bit below the SHL, but they are getting up there. It's it's getting there. It's really getting there. Yeah. I mean the. When you compare them, and I, I had this talk with a couple of coaches recently, um, the top players are now probably better in Switzerland mm-hmm. just because they are able to attract the best Swedish player as well, mm-hmm. the best Finns, the best uh, chess player, but also Canadians, Americans mm-hmm. that are like maybe burning the AHL but not finding a spot in the NHL um, are coming over. But the bottom players would be better in Sweden just because the bottom players from Sweden, the Swedish bottom players would be better than the bottom Swiss player. Just yeah, and, and I think, yeah, as you say, like the discrepancy the between the top... It's better in... Yeah. yeah. The, the discrepancy between the top and the bottom players and teams in, in National League is greater than the top and bottom in the Swiss Swedish League. Yeah, because just as the there is a limit in Sweden mm-hmm. for six import players, that means you have... 14 Swiss player dressed mm. up every night. So your depth is all Swiss and your Swiss depth is weaker than your 
Swedish depth, let's yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Reinbacher, how has this affected? I mean, obviously the coaching change and the long summer and, and everything else that has impacted him. His growth spurt obviously impacted him. Mm -hmm. We know his injuries because that's, let's just say it was two and leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but it was obviously his knee impacted his play as well. And you had a tweet just last week that said mm -hmm. if you wondered if he still had some lingering effects from that knee injury what do you base that on it's, it's just i mean something i mean I, i've seen all this game and tracked all this game this mm -hmm. season and i've been holding on that tweet and like i was holding on the man-on-man -man defense thing as well just making sure i was thinking that 100 percent it's just he has clearly had trouble following uh, rushes and def defend of the rush and closing his gap properly of the rush, getting outskated most of the time on straight lines, going backwards. But it happened a handful of times where he was playing on his offside defensively and he had to cross over the ice to defend of the rush to basically catch up for his teammates. And he was much more agile, just making crosses and I just wonder if there is a mechanical issue between going on a straight line and be, be, and making crosses that is more comfortable right now, making crosses than going on a straight line. I don't know. It's just he did not have this problem last year. That was one of his strengths, defending off the rush. And suddenly he's not able to do it. So my guess, my personal opinion would be that it's related to his injury. And again, last weekend, he had a couple of weeks of rest because there is um, national team breaks mm -hmm. in Europe right now. He was much better last weekend, much more much more explosive in his skating. You know, stop and goes were much better. They're going to play again three games next week and uh, hopefully he's going to go better and better from now on. You also have the, you, you have the national team break and I've tweeted out and I'm sure you agree with me that, you know, playing 20 minutes a night against national league opponents which we have just said is is, is a tough job to do for mm -hmm. anyone rather than going to play division one b hockey for the world juniors and and you know play 25 minutes against let's just say not as skilled competition we yes. have the total understanding to get that week of rest and then being able to uh, to to play against men in in national league again you have though a little bit longer break over christmas than than most others Partly because of Spengler Cup, if I if I'm correct, and and that will also give him a little bit of a rest and chance to recuperate. Yes, one coach was saying to me not so long ago that's the best time of the season for a player to get injured because there's so much rest. <laughs> like the there's a big grind in, in Switzerland in October, November, and then you have that one break early in December, then a second break, break mid December, and a third break around Christmas. So it's mm -hmm. like Swiss cheese championship. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, yeah, and oh. the natural break is obviously for the oldest Vestia tournament, which is for, for different, for, for a clear obvious reason, doesn't happen this year, you know. Yeah, so, no, no. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully he's uh, going to use that, those breaks to re uh, recover. The new coach could change the system if he wants to change it. We don't, I've not read anything specifically mm -hmm. on that, but. Clearly, the defensive system was different last weekend, so uh, we could see a different Heinbacher in January. Mm. We've seen him play with Kellenberg. He started out the season there, but the last couple of games he's played 
with with a few different players, but but one that stands out is obviously Nathan Bolio, former Canadian. And do you think they will go back to 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 Kellenberger, or do you think he will be paired more with a, a North American kind of defender? No, I think the the, the Kellenberger train has uh, train has, has gone. Um, that was his partner last season, and early on this season, but clearly they they were in trouble together. Um, when they changed coaches, the immediate effect was to put him with Beaulieu. Um, so creating a real top pair, like your two best defensemen um, being together at five on five and sharing the power play as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, why not just playing a strong Build that game. chemistry. Yeah. And, and and they were good. They had, they had pretty good numbers in in most games, but Bolu got injured. Back to last the Swiss weekend. cheese. <laughs> yeah. But so last weekend he was playing with another uh, Swiss veteran, mm-hmm. two-way kind of guy. Um, I've not read when Bolu is supposed to be back, but yeah, I have a, I have a sense he will be back together when Bolu is uh, mm-hmm. is dressed up again. You sent some interesting uh, details of, of Reinbacher's play compared to last year. Do you want to to explain the data? Sure. So in our tracking, obviously we we have all these numbers on you know zone exit entries, how much it leads to a shot for his team is. Um, offense play driving contribution etc extra so when we compare to last year um he's shooting less so far this season and maybe his injuries is, is a reason why um but his shot assist has increased a lot he's distributing the puck uh, much more than last season um but one thing we wanted to see was his ability to drive the puck up the ice more and so his zone exit are pretty much are way more if effective than last year, let's say, in terms of leading to a shot. So that that that's really good. And he's making more control zone entries as well this season. Um, so those are good signs of a player that is able to use his arsenal of skills to carry the puck up the ice and generate offense for his team as a defenseman. Uh, I've seen him activate a little bit. I mean, I obviously I went back and watched a few highlights of him last year, but I've seen him, him activate a lot more from the blue line, getting more involved in the play down low in the offensive zone. Do you agree with that, or or is this just something that has happened in some of those games that I watched? Yeah, yeah, is um is pinching a lot more this season. That's not only a new thing for Clotten, but also for him. Like he wants to pinch and he wants to get involved and he wants to get that element of surprise beating his opponents by just jumping on the play when they're not expecting a defenseman to jump on the play. Is mostly effective doing that, I would say. Um, he's also doing it in the neutral zone when the play is not too fast, when he doesn't have to, you know, back check to cover his uh, his own asses. One thing he should work on is that. He's going to win those battles, you know, surprising the opponent, winning the puck. But then the next pass is not that good still. There's a lot of just reaming the puck back to another forward, but it's not mm-hmm. creating much. Um, so it's 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 a process. But uh, that's, that's a play that he's going to have to do in the mm-hmm. NHL on the small ice, and he's practicing it. Yeah, and and you saw it. You mentioned his second pass or or his pass into to the slot, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, we saw that the other day. Um, who is it? The leading scorer on Clawton, where he had to 
work his his uh, skates in order to control the puck and, and set it yeah. up for himself. Um, it, it's really good to see it. It's, as you say, something that we see in NHL and defenders activating to get more involved and, and start that circle of the pack and puck and and get going deeper into the zone and and creating that over um counting error and uh, and waiting the 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 side and, and maybe create a a open space somewhere else on the ice and and I, mm-hmm. I'm really happy he does that. I've also seen a few clear mistakes, almost nonchalant mistakes where where he seems I wouldn't say overconfident. It's usually at the end of the of the shift, so he might be tired. But but the the puck has jumped a little bit, maybe, or or he's taken the eyes off the puck and suddenly he creates a turnover. Yeah, it happens. I mean, for sure, he's not as clean as you want him to be. Um, obviously, our expectations are pretty high for a fifth overall pick, and that that's for sure. Um, He's making mistakes, he's trying plays, and sometimes he's making mistakes, he's creating turnover, he's also put on the ice on very important minutes, mm-hmm. end of the games, you know, trading one goal. Uh, he, he has made turnovers when Clotten has its goalie out because they were just, you know, trading a game in the mm-hmm. final minute and he's tried to make a play and it fell. Like it happens, he's learning that way. Um, he's not a perfect machine yet, that's for sure. And there has been some, some, I would say maybe two or three lazy mistakes as well, but I, I understand that. Uh, yeah, so, and so, it, it, it happens to every yeah. player. We, just, yeah. we should not freak out because... No, I'm not freaking out. I'm just saying it happens and it points <laughs> to the fact that he's not there yet. He's, like, he's not there yet, but one thing that we saw maybe in November was like a lose of his confidence mm-hmm. overall in his game and he's building that back up. Like... Last year in, in winter and spring, he was a very confident young man on the ice, mm-hmm. like sure of his ability, sure of his potential. It clearly dropped early this season with the injury, the issues on at, at, on the collective level for Clotten and, and etc. Again, last weekend, the two games that he played, mm-hmm. he was much more the player he was last year in terms of confidence, um, involvement in the play choosing the right play to do mm-hmm. so jumping off uh, up the ice um so that that was good to see if he's i don't know if he's getting more and more ready physically you know recovering from his injuries um he's feeling more the new system from the new coach that could be a lot of thing but that was clearly positive indeed and and uh, i like the fact that he's playing in in arguably one of the top leagues in 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 uh, in the world at the moment and and obviously he's not under the, that microscope because he is in switzerland and and imagine being in, in in ahl and and having the whole montreal media coming on him and and maybe watching every mistake that he does uh, and, and oh, pick, for sure. picking apart his game in in with every possible angle so so i i think this is really good and uh, i'm i'm happy with with the way Plotten, uh, I mean, like they've, they've changed to an old, old style coach, or or where, where it's the more old zone marking. You can tell players are being more aware of what's going on and what they are going to do. Do you think Plotten can work themselves into the playoffs, or or is the most important thing right now to avoid the relegation battle? Uh I guess they're going to try to avoid the relegation first. It's. Uh... It's, it's a lot of money tough. in that relegation battle. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be a pretty tough battle for them to get into the top 10. Um, so top 10 teams are playing either the play-in or directly playoff qualification. Um, 11 and 12 are just go golfing at the end of the season and 13, 14 are playing a play-down relegation series that you, you just mentioned. Yeah, it's going to be either 11, 12 or 13s, I guess, for them. So that could be an earlier arrival at Laval for Heinbacher as well. Yeah, unless he chooses to go to, to the World Championships with, with Austria, of course. But uh, there is that op- option as well. Um, yep. It's still only seven points up to, to the Tigers, though. So And Davos is eight points up, and so is Ambi Priota, which I'm surprised having a really good team. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> we, we're getting into the nitty-gritty of Swiss hockey yeah. there, but a couple of them are going to drop, but Bill is going up. I mean, it's just... This... Yeah. Maybe only one spot left for Clotten, really, they could hang on. Um, it's going to be tough. I, I think it's going to be tough for them still. One player that we haven't really spoken a lot about and seems to be going under the radar, great coach in Mark Crawford, great team, obviously, on top of the league, or close to the top. Uh, they're actually on top of the league right now with a few points to spare as well. In serious Lions, Winston's Roar, surprised to be kept up with the Lions, but really turned into sort of a Brendan Gallagher kind of player in in, in that team. Yes, that's that's exactly the example I have in my mind right now. So to put that into perspective, Zurich is the biggest budget in the in the league in uh, Europe. Let's be honest, it's in oh, Europe. Oh yeah, probably in Europe. I mean the 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 import play not only the import players that they have are like basically NHL quality players, um, borderline NHL, and they have some of the best Swiss player that are not in the NHL right now, like Denis Malgin, Dean Kukan. Mm-hmm. Yannick Weber, former uh, that we know, seeing a young guy like like Vincent Rohr stick in and not only stick in but getting like third line duties and second power play duties since the beginning of the season is very impressive to me. It's very impressive. He's, he's on the line with uh, Sven Andrangedo that we know of, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, Derek Grant that was still in the NHL last season is not out of place at all. He's fast. He's smart. Is getting to the net. Uh, that's that's where the Gallagher analogy comes from. I mean, he's, he's always ready to take a shoot. He's he's opening himself for passes. He sees the game very well for a young man. And and we hear from from Mark Crawford. I've, I've texted him a few times. We haven't been able to sit down for that interview that we we have been promised for for a month now. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> my wedding came into it as well. You got to choose your battle. Pat. Yeah, and and I'm really happy married, so I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I went with that. Like, but he said also that you know it's so easy to talk to Roar. He gets everything I speak about. He gets everything that you know. Like he wants to learn. He he's there early. He's one of those character players that that you know other people see and want to be like even at mm-hmm. that age and in that you know locker room uh, as i said and, and as you agreed Thibaut, you know series is is they're beating the swedish teams in in budgets hands down yeah there is not one swedish team that will best the lions and and i know you had a <laughs> we both are big fan of of lions old coach so we're really happy that uh that um, Crawford is there to take care of Roar. Looking down the stretch here and into the playoffs, um, do you think Roar will get more time or will keep around that 12-minute mark that, that he usually gets? I think he'll 
you'll keep him that way. I mean, it's not like you can bring an extra import players for the playoffs or or anything. You you still have to play your Swiss guys. I mean, Rover is Austrian, but he has a Swiss license, so he does not count as an import. No, he's 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 perfect there because you still have a lot of offensive opportunities. I mean, you have to you have to think as that third line as part of the top nine offensive, mm-hmm. like they they share the offensive opportunities and. It's not the top top offensive line, but they still have like that offensive responsibility, and then you have a force line with more defensive duties. Um, so no, and and his style of hockey is going to fit well into the playoffs as well. I mean, he's not the most skilled player, but he's very involved. He's working very hard. I mean, really think Brendan Geiger. Like his his volume shooting is very high in the league, top twenty percent. Um, he's not passing that much, but he's the guy that's gonna drive the net and offer himself for an opportunity or grab a rebound, or uh, despite not being the most physical presence, but he's pl- he's playing big. If I talk like a like a hockey man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I was just googling here, and I can't even pronounce it in French, but is it the uh, the the lion award in into the France and he's he's along with Gallagher in for that ride where you know the nitty gritty rider gets the, the award most the most competitive yeah. yeah and and he's there and and it, where you might want that where I might want to see Roar get a little bit more time might be on the on the uh, box play to to really get that you know uh, strengthen his defensive acumen and and maybe get those extra minutes because that's where he will get those extra minutes since he already is on one of the power play units. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been great to have you on, Thibaut. Do you want to give us some insights into uh, th- that you feel that you haven't been given the chance? Any of the draft prospects that stands out, or or anything else you want to tell us about Ryan Bacher Roar? I think I'm pretty much said it all. I mean, again, I know it's 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 Montreal, and I live in Montreal. I know how it is, and uh, but let's just be patient with Ryan Bacher for. All the reasons we mentioned early on is injuries, new coach, change of coach, new system, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, let's just wait 10, 20 more games and really see how he's, he's developing. He's still fine. There's no issues. I mean, we know it takes time to develop a player unless you're Connor Bedar or Austin Matthews or I mean, um, it took some time in... with Rasmus Dahlin as well. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is it, it takes time for pretty much everyone except your superstar natural born. He will be in Laval next season. We'll still have plenty of time to criticize and and and, uh, and dig into his game. So no reason to worry for now. This is probably not the start of the season everybody was expecting, and that's the same for him as well, I guess. But he has reason for that. So no issues there. You should all follow Thibaut on on Twitter. Um, it's uh, it's Thibaut Chatel actually. So uh, underscore between Thibaut underscore, and Chatel. Yep. I'm super happy for you to get this opportunity to to maybe broaden out in in and explain National League for for North Americans for the rest of you, and of course to to Thibaut and your family. Very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year when when it comes around. Thanks, Pat. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. This episode has been brought to you by Bet Online.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.